This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. And of course, now we're into August, and then, you know, the, the market keeps marching up. It's kind of scary, really. Uh, but you, you go with it. You, you can't, I don't know where the top is. No one knows where the top is. So don't, don't try to guess the top. It's impossible. You can't guess the bottom and you can't guess the top. So what would drive the market higher? Actually, that's going to be one of my talking points today. What will the stock market, what will make the stock market go higher? And there's two major reasons why it would. But don't expect it to go up in a straight line. It won't do that. And it has kind of been going up in a straight line recently. So it will eventually top, do a little retracement, keep going. That's just the nature of the market. And of course, you know, it's, it's going to be volatile. I mean, this is up volatility right now. You know, um, so we are certainly dramatically different than August a year ago. I mean, before COVID, things were way different. COVID now threw us into recession. Now we're trying to crawl our way out of the recession. You know, have super high unemployment because we did it to ourselves on purpose. Uh, and it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. That's the way it's going to be. So it's been a pretty difficult time to manage money. Uh, because of the oddness of what's going on. I mean, how, when's the last time we ever shut down our economy? How about never? We have never done that. Never. So it's odd. It's very different. Different. Anyways, I'm Steve Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I'm going to do my best to provide you answers and do it unbiasedly, of course, to any financial or investment questions, anything to do with money, we can talk about, okay? That's what we're here for. And now I'm live. We're live at 4 to 5 Pacific time. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-99-CHART. That's chart. Here on Invest Talk at my company, KPP Financial in Irvine, California, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. That means we want to share it with you. We don't... We don't. We go our own way. We don't. We don't have. See, many money managers. I will tell you a little secret. Many money managers, all they do is gather money. They don't manage it really. They hire a big firm to do it in the background. You don't even know it. And they're the face of the the you between you and that background company. Many of us, many of the registered investment advisors, are not managing the money at all. You probably didn't know that. We don't do that. We manage. I put my money right alongside my clients. We call it parallel investing. In other words, I buy the same thing for myself, same time, same percentage, same everything, so that my performance matches my clients. I, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I will match it because I'm doing that. So let's get this going. We take live calls right now. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. You may have noticed that Justin and Klein and I are have postponed our in-person meetings. We have to. Probably could do it now, but a lot of people don't want to. And, you know, meeting via uh, the phone or Skype 
or you know any of those methods zoom have makes has been very comfortable for people so I, that seems to be what we're doing a lot of so if you want to meet with us talk about anything financial or talk about your personal finances and maybe help you with them or if you even want to hire us to help manage your portfolios or your wealth we'll do that too and you can do that by going to investtalk.com, send me an email, or ask me questions, or you can call our offices in Irvine, K- and Irvine California, KPP Financial. My focus point today, the Dallas Fed presence says the U.S. labor market is weakening, according to the Federal Reserve's Robert Kaplan. He's the Dallas Fed. The market rebound has more has been more muted than expected. Talking about the labor market. And the unemployment rate this year may end up be higher than they first thought. We're going to talk about that. I got some other things to discuss. Why will the stock market go higher? I have two main reasons why. And yesterday we didn't get to what I wanted to talk about. Everyone is calling for a correction. JP Morgan, other kind of other big money houses are calling for a correction. So we're going to explore that a little bit. And oil, oil, oil stabilizing and upbeat readings on manufacturing activity. So I want to discuss that too. Those are things that are on my agenda. The market, the Dow was out 373, the NASDAQ up 57, the SP up 21. Did you see gold again? Gold was up sharply again. Uh, it is, it's amazing. It's over two thousand. It got two thousand dollars an ounce. It got to what two thousand forty or so, somewhere in that range uh, today. And should it have a pullback? It probably will. But any weakness, everybody, I would buy position in gold if you don't already have it. Now don't don't buy all everything. Don't put all your money in gold. That's not that's not the smart way to play. You could but have a gold position, have a decent position in a gold. Because I think I think it's going to go higher. And I've been saying that for some time. And I'm not a gold bug. I am not. I'm just the opposite. Now, Justin's a little bit more of a gold bug than I am. But I am not. It's it's something that I only play or invest in when I think all the all the stars are aligning. I think they are aligning. So so you you got to be in some gold position, mining gold. Actual, I don't care for physical gold because it costs so much to buy it and sell it. There's all those huge commissions, but you can use ETFs, exchange traded funds. You can buy the actual metal using ETFs. Or you can buy indexes or, you know, miners using ETFs. There's all kinds of ways. And there's lots of them out there. Okay, so let's get started. Let's take the question from one of, from, let's take one of our pre-recorded questions. You can call anytime you want, leave a question, and we'll try to get to it. We have a lot of questions backed up, but our number is 888-99-CHART. Hello, Stephen, Justin, James from the Florida Panhandle. I was thinking about adding a financial to my portfolio to better diversify it. I'm looking at Wells Fargo FWC. Uh, I was wondering what you think about it at its current price. And uh, if it's not a good buy, what would be a good price to get in at? Thanks again. Love the show. Bye. 
Okay, Wells Fargo and Company, it's a $100 billion company, diversified financial service holding company with 7,800 offices throughout the United States and worldwide. Uh, they made $4.53 in 2019, and they were making that kind of money for years before, but this year they're only going to make $0.10 cents a share. Next year they're going to make $2.14 a share. And it's a $24 stock, so you're talking about a 12, 13 PE, and that means it's right in the middle of its five-year range, 6 to 16. So, sales have fallen off sharply for them, fell 25% in the most recent quarter. Uh, in the March quarter, fell 20%. And that's why the stock tanked from $60 down to $24. Now, the question is, is this a good buy now? Is this a good time to buy it? I actually think there's probably better banks out there to buy um, I do think it's, it's, it's probably as low as it's going to go. I do think that. I think it's close. When it, In March, when it fell with the rest of the market, it hit $22, and today is 24 I don't think I'd be in a big hurry to put on a financial at this point. I wouldn't. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to, you want to do one like this, a big, huge company that has staying power. It only pays 1.6% dividends, so it's not, it's not on my buy list. You listen to Invest.com, I'm Steve Peasley. August has begun and we are forging ahead. And I did as dedicated listeners and investors, we, we are should be pretty fearless. You understand how to handle the fear. Remember, there's only two emotions, fear and greed. Don't let them control your decision making. Okay, and of course, that task requires information and effective strategies and understanding. You can deal with the volatility if you know how to do it properly. So, we should talk about it. Your your participation is important to the show, so please give us a call. We are taking live calls at 888-99-CHART. It's an Invest Talk Wednesday. Steve Peasley is on duty, and he's happy to provide unbiased answers, but you've got to call with your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hello, my name is Matt from Florida. I'm in my mid 20s, and I am a dedicated listener to the show. I started right around in August of uh, last year. I was curious, I've been looking into Tortoise Acquisition, S-H-L-L. I already have a little bit of stability in that position, and I was curious if I should uh, continue pursuing that position and buy more. I love the show, and I was just curious on what your thoughts were. Thanks, and have a great day. Well, no, you should not. This is a $456 million company, a blank check company formed for the purpose of of affecting a merger, capital, stock exchange, asset, asset, what does it do? Okay, this is the problem with these blank check companies. They generally are not good investments. So they're going to buy something, do something inside of it. Uh, and I'm not sure what that is. Do you, uh, it's, it's not a really a company until it has some kind of business and business model. Also, it's brand new. It just came out June. Never, ever, ever buy an IPO-type company until after six months it came out IPO. So, no, you don't ever buy these kinds of shell companies. You don't. They're too speculative. 
It's trading for $19.60. They probably have a good story. They have no earnings. They have no sales. So how do you evaluate a company like that? Oh, it has a good story. So if someone's convinced you that the story is really good, and maybe the story is really good, but that's all it is. You're buying a story. Don't buy stories. Buy earnings, sales, profits, profit margins, returns on equity. This company has none of that. None. You're just buying a story. I, I Really, don't buy stories, everybody. You will lose your money. Most times, you will lose all your money. Yes, there'll be one or two out there that, oh, it went from zero. By the way, this is 10 cents in June. Today, it's $19.60 because the story is probably pretty good. But I wouldn't buy a story. I don't care how good it is. Just don't do it. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. We're going to, everyone is calling for a correction. J.P. Morgan, many strategists, the Fed has stated they will support the market. So, you know you have the Federal Reserve behind the market. Quote, our goal is to make sure we have orderly and liquid markets. See, so that's what's given a lot of investors comfort. Well, the Fed's backing us up. They'll do whatever necessary to keep the market going. But that doesn't mean you won't have corrections. Corrections are normal. Corrections happen. Market gets overbought. Then it just goes back to a normal. That means there's a correction. So that's what you have to look for. You wait for the correction. Then you buy into it. Okay? Wait, buy those stocks that are on your list that you're saying, that, yeah, I would like to own these at lesser price. That's all you have to do. On the next Invest Talk, this story, 20 stocks that investors hate but Wall Street loves. As the S&P 500 nears a record high, this has been an adventurous year for stocks, but the rebound rally has not been as broad as you might think. That story is going to be tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. Trying to understand how to evaluate some of the oil stocks. Got a question for Steve or Justin? You're the best person to ask it at 888-99-CHART. And now's the best time. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. Hello there. I was calling to see if you guys wouldn't mind taking a look at Zugenics Corporation. Z G N X. Looking to buy and hold for about a year. It seemed to be found a good bit of resistance in the mid 20s, right to the 30 mark. Kind of hitting a good balance point of in the middle as far as their 52-day moving average goes. Look forward to answering the show. Thank you. Okay, Zogenics, Inc., headquarters out of California. It's funny. The headquarters are California, California. <laughs> I, I know that little town. 
develops therapeutics to treat central nervous system disorders. Received FDA approval, uh, but that's sometime. Okay, uh, it is a $1.3 billion company. Uh, they don't make money. They've never made money. Therefore, I don't like it. Any company you guys call about that doesn't make money, I'm not going to like it, okay? Uh, it's rare. I won't say every company. I'll say 99% of the time. They're going to lose $3.39 this year, $2.43 next year. They've never, ever made money. Their sales, their sales is a million dollars the last quarter. The quarter before that was a million three. The quarter before that was two million. And it's a $1.3 billion company. So what do they have? They have a great story. Another story stock, people. Their, their cash flow is negative $3.67. That means they have, they're burning money. That means they're going through all the money they have or they have to borrow more money. You know, they're, they're not making anything. There's, the sales are barely, barely anything. So, no, I, it doesn't matter where it is on a chart. It ran, It got as high as fifty-two dollars last year, as low as uh, eighteen, seventeen, fifty this year at March. So don't think just because it was at fifty-two that it's going to be again at fifty-two. I don't know. I go to maybe go to zero. It doesn't make any money. Their sales are very, very small. So it's a story stock. What's the story? Uh, call on to make the right call. Well, they have FDA approval uh, for Fentolip. A low-dose oral so- so- solution treats seizures associated with Dravet Dravet syndrome. How big of a market cap? How many? What's how's what's the size of their market for that? What's I don't even know what Dravet syndrome is, but is it enough to make them money? Don't know. They're not. Their sales are not picking up very fast. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't buy it. No, stay away from it. Okay, my focus point today. The Dallas Fed president says the U.S. labor market is weakening. Weakening. So what does that mean? Okay. Remember, we have went through a recession. We shut down our comp- our country, the entire country. Then we tried to reopen it. Then we partially shut down. We're still there. And it looks like uh, we're getting on top of COVID again, so we'll probably reopen again. And so this Federal Reserve chairman in Dallas – not chairman, Federal Reserve president in Dallas, uh, thinks that by the end of the year, instead of having an 8% unemployment rate, we'll be close to 9 to 10% unemployment. So in other words, we're going to improve, but not improve as fast as he thought. That's all. And, you know, one of the problems is, one of the problems is, is trying to get back up. I, I don't know how many of you out there have really started started your own business at any time in your past, but you know how difficult it is, difficult it is to keep a business going. It's very, very difficult. Okay, a small business. Little things can really upset the apple cart. Think about this. If you're a restaurant, you still can't open up and have people come into your restaurant in many parts of this country. You can eat. You can have outside in the parking lot, maybe if you can keep it separate, if that's possible. But there have been over, over two hundred thousand restaurants that have closed that are not going to reopen. Think of all the employee, employee employees. 
in those restaurants. They're not going to reopen. You can't. And then here in California, they shut everything down. Then they let the restaurants open. Then they shut them down again. You know, you can have drive-through. Well, how many restaurants have drive-through? All the fast food chains. And even then, their sales are, are not nearly as much as they were. So, yeah, of course you're not. You're going to have high unemployment rate. It's for the year. Till we get a vaccine where everybody doesn't worry about it and everybody takes the vaccine and we get back to work. Until or we we know that there's treatments that you don't have to panic and we sit as a country reopens, or we have enough. Uh, you know, there's a, a, a process out there called you know. Uh, what was it called? When everybody has, you know, when it's maximum spread of the COVID and everybody's immune or mostly immune, so therefore it's not going to be a problem. So, so one of those things have to happen before we even begin to start to get back to normal. Anyways. Okay, before the break, before we break, I have a couple of uh, trivia questions for you. Okay, and yesterday we talked about the diversity of companies in New York Stock Exchange. Well, this one was well, someone, can you name at least three of the six reasons foreign companies want to be listed on our exchange, in New York Stock Exchange? Why do they want to be there? Okay, so why don't that'll be the question. Come back after this break. 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things. The prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, I asked a trivia question before the break. Can you name at least three of the six reasons foreign companies want to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange? They want to be listed on our exchange for, for very good reasons. Okay, one, 
more liquidity. Companies listed on the U.S. are exposed to the largest pool of liquidity in the world. Liquidity, meaning sell, buy and sell in shares. There's no problem getting in and out. Okay, another one. Diversified investors. Okay, they gain exposure to broad and varied increased range of global investors, retail, institutions, mutual funds, hedge funds, you name it. Short-term, long-term, sector-specific. It's Our markets are very, very broad. Okay, um, more analyst coverage. New York, when you list on a New York Stock Exchange, there's a lot of analysts that will cover your company, good and bad. That's though helpful. Uh, trade in U.S. currencies instead of a foreign currency. Of course, our dollar is, of course, the reserve currency of the world. So you want that. You want that because you can use your company as a vehicle to buy other companies because it's traded in U.S. dollars. So you can use those dollars to expand. Okay, and a welcoming re- regulatory environment. The U.S. has a positive regulatory environment for non-U.S. companies. We want them to list on our exchange. Of course, they gotta, they got to comply with our rules, and we just had a change with Chinese companies. Didn't apply, you know, didn't have to go by GAAP, general accounting principle rules, but now they do, like everybody else in every other foreign country. So that's what they should do. So that, that, that alone makes them, a, a you know, a, a more positive outlook on that company because maybe they're not fudging all the numbers. Trust me, you can fudge numbers in the United States and companies do that all the time or a lot, but it's harder. Okay. And finally, U.S. market awareness. Okay. So if a foreign company, listen, on our exchange, we're usually their biggest customer. We meaning the U.S. and the United States. So if they want... For, uh, they want to get to know our consumers here. When they, and so therefore, they are they gain awareness because they're trading here. They their stock is is trading in our exchange, and they just become more aware of the world's largest consumer market, us. Okay, okay. Let's keep things moving. Our next caller question comes from listener in Minnesota, and of course, it came earlier. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hello, my name is Dan from Minnesota. I just have noticed uh, and there have been some reports in the media how the U.S. dollar measured against other currencies, primarily looking at the DXY, is going down, is breaking through some support, it appears. What do you think that would mean for the S&P 500? Would it mean that the S&P 500 would continue to get support here? Or could it mean that it would be a correction or more significant downturn. Thank you. I don't know what he's talking about on the DXY because that's not coming up. Uh, but if he's talking about the dollar, which I think is what he's talking about, uh, the dollar has gotten weaker and weaker and weaker. Okay. Uh, you can look at the dollar by using UUP, which is ETF, Invesco, DB, US dollar index fund okay and if you pull it up and do a one-year chart just do a a one-year chart and you'll see what i mean when i say it's just getting weaker and weaker and weaker now if you think about that for a second if you go and buy stuff with a dollar 
and it's getting weaker. That means stuff that you have to buy is costing you more. That's inflation. So the dollar right now is at a 52-week low. Okay, 52-week 52 52-week low. So as the dollar goes down, and it had a pretty bad day yesterday and the day before, what goes up? Dollar goes down, gold goes up. Precious metals go up. Dollar goes down, prices of things usually go up. It's not a perfect match or scenario, but we're just now starting to see hints, hints of inflation. Now, trust me, inflation is so small right now. We're worried, you know, a couple months ago, three months ago, we were about deflation. But we're starting to see with the country, with the government printing so much money, it's going to weaken our dollar. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz. How you doing, John? Hey, Steve. I'm fine. How are you? Good. How's it going? Great. Um, so I'm looking at Mallinckrodt. Uh, I've looked at it before, and um, I'm wondering if you think at uh, around maybe 135, putting in a limit order for a small amount would be reasonable. Um, what do you think? Okay, Mellon Crop PC, it is a $130 million company. So it's really, really tiny. It's almost in a micro cap. A UK-based developer of branded pharmaceuticals to treat a wide variety of health conditions. And so they make money. They've always made money for a long time. They're going to make $4.01 next year, and the stock is trading at $1.54. Now, sales have been hit pretty hard. Sales fell 80% this most recent quarter. It did beat analysts' expectations, so I'll say that. I think this stock is so cheap. It does have a lot of debt. But I think it's so cheap, $1.54 compared to its earnings, the earnings get cut in, in half again. If they do, it's still cheap. So you can take a shot at this, John, but just know that it's very speculative at this point. The sales are falling so hard. So, but don't so don't don't use a lot of money. That would be my suggestion. The symbol is M N K. Everybody, M N K. There's some news on it. You got to read all the news and why it's falling. All those it's all, it's all in the news, and I won't go into that. Let's go to Rudy in Kansas. How you doing, Rudy? Hey, Steve. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Um, I have a question on uh, the company called CVS, CVS Health. Um, yes. <clears throat> looks like it posted it earnings today, and then it looks like it beat the earnings, and then it has raised the guidance too. But I'm wondering, like, the, the, the start did perform pretty good today. Um, but looking at the valuations, um, it, I mean, all the value metrics looks pretty good, but the debt levels are a little bit higher. Um, is that the main reason why the stock won't perform pretty good? Or, I mean, if, are there any other headwinds to this company um, in the future? Okay. What, what do you think about this? Okay. This is CVS Health Corp. They operate 9,900 pharmacies and drug stores in 49 states, Puerto Rico, and Brazil. They're, made, they're going to make $7.14 this year. That's about $0.06 cents more than last year. They're going to make seven fifty one next year. It's a $64 stock. So your PE is what, 8? Eight? 8's pretty low. A five-year range is 7 to 21. 
Now, one of the problems is sales were uh, very large before COVID. Uh, the sales were growing 23%, 36%, 35% quarter over quarter. Since COVID, sales are only increasing 8 and 3% because, you know, people are not seeing their doctors, doctors are not prescribing drugs, and they're not going to CVS as much as they were, okay? Now, why is CVS trading so low? What is the problem with it? Well, they do have an issue with lawsuits. Remember, everybody's forgotten uh, uh, the, the opioid problem. Everybody's kind of put that in the, high, behind their, in the back of their head. The stock before this, MNK, has an opioid exposure. A CBS has an opioid exposure. That's going to be, you know, massive lawsuits and stuff because too many drugs, uh, painkiller drugs, were prescribed. I don't know how CBS would be held at fault for that, but, you know, lawyers sue everybody they can everywhere. So they do have that exposure. And that might be what's holding it back. But it is a fairly inexpensive stock. It is a, a $84 billion company. It will survive the whatever that's going to happen to them. Uh, it may be that, you know, I think it's a good buy at this point. I really do. Good luck with it, Rudy. Let's go to Terry and Modesto. How are you doing, Terry? Hi, Steve. It's Harry. Uh, thank you for your advice Harry, last week. I, I made that trade, and it worked out good. And today I'm looking at a well, stock called MDU Resource. And they have one thing you guys have been talking about. They got a little bit of debt, but... On the page, the web page that I'm looking at, I don't know if it's in how they print the numbers, if it's high or low or so. MDE okay. resources is what yeah. I'm looking at. Okay. MDU is a simple, provides construction, mining, pipeline, and energy, natural gas, distribution, electric. Uh, uh, it makes money. It's always made money for many, many years. It made, it made, it's going to make $1.60 this year. That's down $0.09 cents from last year. Then year, next year is supposed to rebound to $1.74. Sales have been growing uh, most recent quarter 5%. The quarter before that was 10 The quarter before that was 14 So before COVID, it was growing 14 to 20%. After COVID, 5 to 10%. So if it can get back to before COVID, it has a shot. Now, before COVID, the stock was selling at $31, $32 a share. Fell all the way to 15, and today uh, is 22.62, up big today, up 6%. I, I think that's a positive sign. Um, and, uh, Terry, if, if you're thinking about putting a position on, uh, I see I'm looking at all the number. Return equity is 12. That's a little lower than I like, 12%. Debt is not too bad. Dividends 3.7%. Can they pay that? Yes, they can. So I would give it a thumbs up in this area. I mean, when the economy starts heating up, this is going to – when the economy already is heating up, it's going to be too late to get into this. It'll already be moved. I think it's easy to get back up to $30, easy. Thanks for the call, Terry. Appreciate that. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And during these times, you might have some additional you know, discretionary time because you aren't commuting. In this case, I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we have posted on our website. Take a look. It's always fresh and new. At investart.com, you can click on the investment programs link. This is where you can learn about the various investment strategies we have, opportunities we offer through KPP Financial. Our balanced income program is a very popular one. 
It offers kind of a good, very good mix of growth, the uh, dividend and interest, bonds and dividend paying stocks. Our dynamic growth investment program, it's more aggressive. You know, so you might want to be, if you want to be more aggressive, that's where you would go. You know, take a look at all the program. That's go to investtalk.com. And when you're ready to speak with me or Justin, just send us an email or call our KPP financial offices in Irvine. Love to do that. We can easily set up a portfolio assessment, conducting personalized assessments via telephone, Skype, Jive, whatever way is easiest. That's how we do it. Now I'm taking your questions live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. We have good news. Steve and Justin have recorded an all-new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You still get unbiased answers, but the show moves along at a faster pace. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls. The Anytime Listener line is open, 888-99-CHART. Let's talk to Jay. Jay is in Illinois. He wants to talk about Walmart. Jay. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Yeah, so basically I had um, two questions, actually. One is about Walmart. I have a position uh, in Walmart, and I guess I did a discounted cash flow analysis, and based on the assumptions I used, it does seem a little overvalued, and I was a little concerned about the debt. So I I wanted to get your take on Walmart. And my second question was a general one. If you think there are any other precious metals besides gold and silver that perhaps we should be keeping an eye on. Thank you. Okay, I'll answer the second question first. Palladium and uh, platinum. Those are the other two precious metals you should watch. Okay, uh, Walmart. WMT is a symbol. If you don't know it, Walmart, you guys are not alive out there. It has 11,500 stores, right? I mean, it's huge. We all know that. Okay. Is it overvalued? I'm going to have to agree with that assessment of yours. I, I think it is, Jay, a little bit overvalued. It's a $129 stock. It's going to make $5.43 next year. Sales have increased recent the recent quarter up 9%. Before, their sales are 1% and 2%. I think that's probably what's driving it. And just so you know, we, um, we own a position of Walmart in our managed accounts. Um, I don't think the debt is an issue. I don't think the debt is that high. I mean, there is debt. They do have debt, but I don't think it's high. They man- they've been managing it very well for years and years and years, and I see no issues there. Uh, so I would probably wait for a little pullback if you, if you want to enter Walmart. If you already own it, we're just going to hold on to it. That's our, one of our core holdings. We're just going to hold And I would suggest you do. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, always the same goal, and that's to achieve financial freedom, and we want you to do that. So we got some more work to do, don't we? Get your questions in. Do it right now, 888-99-CHART.
Coming up on Invest Talk, answers to your questions in a money matter, comparing load and no load mutual funds, how to gauge your needs in retirement, 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I have a question regarding the stock Apple. They are announcing a stock just wondered what point, if I wanted to buy now or within before the stock splits, what would be a good point to do that at? Thank you for your opinion, and I'll be listening to the answer on your podcast. Well, uh, it would be nice if you could get it back at 380 where it was trading a little bit sideways uh, before they announced a split. But, you know, now it's at $440 a share. Remember, everybody remember, a stock split does not increase the value of your holding, but a stock split is always viewed as good news and therefore attracts people to buy it. And it sounds like that's what it has, attracted you to buy this stock. Uh, it's splitting four for one for shareholders who own the stock as of August 20-something, 28th? I don't know, something like that next month. So if you own the stock then, you're going to, and you have 100 shares, you're going to end up with 400 shares, but the price of the stock will go down equal to the split. So, you know, you'll have, if you have 400 shares, at a, when you had 100, the stock is going to get split, you know, four for one, the price of the stock. So it doesn't increase your value one iota, but it does allow for a lot more retailers, retail uh, investors to buy because it's, it's not, you know, it's much cheaper stock to buy now. out of $400. So, but it doesn't increase your value holdings. Don't think that. Don't think in those terms. Um, um, A great price, as I said, be about $380. I just don't know if you're going to, if it's going to fall to that price anytime soon. Just don't know that. But don't buy the stock just because it's split. By the way, we have owned Apple and several of our managed accounts since 2008. 2009, we still own them. And we, we only, all, all we ever do is rebalance. And we buy, keep continually rebalance for a long time when the stock gave us a, a good price to buy it at. It hasn't done that for a while. You know, so, anyways, Apple, AAPL is a symbol, everybody. AAPL. So, what will, the, what will drive the market up higher? What's going to be the drivers? What can be the driver? It's pretty much overvalued now. It certainly isn't being, it's not selling based on fundamentals, earnings, and sales because, you know, that's going to take a while to recover. But it's trading on what the investors think is going to happen in the future. So, what is that future? What's driving that future? Two things the vaccine and the stimulus money. That's what's driving it. If you get a vaccine, everybody tries to get back to work. We try to start up again all those companies that couldn't. Uh, we open more restaurants, but a lot of them are not going to be reopening, of course. Uh, we, we're just, we don't have to worry about it. So it's full bore go again. And it's go because we have lots of stimulus coming in. 
from the federal government. So that, you know, when you're given money, hey, go open a business, go try something, go do something. Remember, economic activity. It's the activity that drives our economy. Okay? Activity, money flowing in and out of people's pockets, in and out of business people's pockets, building new stuff, building factories, building new businesses, small, large, opening up offices, that kind of thing. And you do that with money, and money is easy to get. That's why that's the stimulus. The Federal Reserve has made sure, I mean, the real interest rate is negative now. I mean, even though our inflation is low, it's peaking up, but the real interest rate, you know, after you deduct what the Fed charges, after you deduct the uh, uh, the Fed funds rate, was it 0.25? Uh, but inflation's more than that, so therefore the real rate is negative. What are you going to get on 10-year treasury? 0.65%? But inflation's one and a half. So you're getting no return. It's a negative return. That's what that is. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. Steve Peasley, and thank you for listening today on Invest Talk. I will return Friday with highlights from the latest KPP Premium Newsletter. Actually, I will not be returning Friday. I do have to go to a funeral, but we'll have something. Justin might be here. We'll figure something out. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members that they can choose from over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts for free. Okay, for free. Try browsing the topic titles. The topic titles. We'll see that. You'll see what the value is. You'll see. So go to our free downloads, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is InvestTalk. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. They thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.